0: up to date with the show by subscribing to the podcast Hick at Night. All hours of the show uploaded right there. It is free. You can listen to it at your convenience. Whenever you want, it's all right there. Bonus materials as well throughout the week. I put my college football picks in there. I'll do monologues as well during the week. If I'm hosting during the week, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, like I am this upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday, if you're unable able to listen then, you can listen to it again when you want later on. Hick and night, everything from yours truly, right there in that free podcast page. Night spelled N I T E. So Hick and night podcast again. Night spelled N I T E. All right, let's put a bow in the Jim Harbaugh conversation. We will get to three at three here very shortly. It's an interesting one. It's a very interesting three at three here. Um, I give you, I guess, a little tease. A lot of penises involved. Just the way the the news works this week. That's all I got to say. I don't, I don't, I don't control the news. just control, I guess, what I see. Um, but I do want to kind of put a bowlies right now for the Jim Harbaugh conversation briefly. And that is discussing his three game suspension right now, hand down by the big 10 on, on Friday. I don't think it's enough personally. I think it's kind of honestly, Michigan getting off pretty easily. Jim Harbaugh is allowed to coach throughout the week. He just can't coach on Saturdays. Jim Harbaugh is not the play caller. Jim Harbaugh is not. Again, I think having this great of a, or this big of an impact on the actual wins and losses on Saturdays specifically, so taking him off the sideline in which Michigan is already used to him not being on the sideline from an earlier three-game suspension, non-related to what he's being suspended for this time, I don't think it's that impactful. I think it sounds great in the headline. It makes for a great news story. Jim Harbaugh suspended by the conference. Look at them taking action. In reality, I don't think it actually accomplishes much, nor do I think it actually punishes Michigan for the crime they committed. Free. I think a proper punishment is banning them from the college football playoff this year. They've been cheating. They've been cheating this year. Take away a chance to win a national title, for me, is a proper punishment for Michigan. How about for you, though? 855-212-4227. Is a three-game suspension enough for Jim Harbaugh in your mind? Jeff, is calling from Cleveland. What's up, buddy?
1: Yeah, hey, guy. You know, three-game suspension, that's silly. That's too much. In today's world... Why would he have to steal signs? His brother is the best coach in NFL. Do you get that? This well, guy, what does John Harbaugh's you, success have to do with Jim Harbaugh, in Michigan? If you can't, if you can't win against a team, then you go and say, "Oh, wow, he stole our signs." Well, change your science. You know, he stole our signs. That's the only way. That it's just very simple, and everybody knows that the Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, get a win whenever you want to win, and other teams get to win whenever they can. That's just very plain and simple.
0: Wait, you what was that, today, Wait, Jeff? Bro, what was that last part? Jim can win
1: whenever he wants. Whenever he wants, he can win. Whenever he Did wants. Did you watch Michigan team. football before 2021, it, Jeff? Yeah, but they were talking about science dealing. When Ohio State was beaten, when Ohio State was winning against Michigan, nobody said anything about science dealing. Right. Science and now they started
0: signing in 2021, and they started winning. And you're you have no they problem with
1: that? What coach in the NFL said that? One coach in the NFL said, Hugh, Hugh said, oh, it's, locked, it's uh, leaks in the locker room. He never coached in the NFL again, okay? So what? That's, where, that's where these coaches are headed to the uh, to the line, okay?
0: What? What's, J- J- you lost me. I have no idea. What
1: point are you making? I'm, make, I'm saying that it's silly to say that games are still in signs in today's world. When you go to the NFL, you don't get that luxury, oh, they stole our signs. No, you got to win. If so you, you can't think play, you can't play. Just to make sure I'm on, on the right simple. page here, Jeff. You think if you can't play, you can't play. The teams, guy he got these guys playing, they can play football and he can coach, okay? He three games suspension for some silly stuff like that. So let me ask you this, Jeff. Crazy. You
0: think this entire scandal is other teams losing to Michigan and instead of taking blame and accountability for losing, are saying, "Oh, they had cheated. They they had our signs." You think that's what this is all about?
1: You wouldn't have said that if you didn't think it was true.
0: No, no. I'm of asking course. you. I'm not saying it. You are insinuating it. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm clearly understanding what you think is going on that's here. That's
1: true. That's exactly what I'm saying. Holy cow! Okay, Change just mind. That's it. If you can't, if you, if you can't be, you can't win against Jim Harbaugh, and you know you can't win. They, they're already panicking. You see, they panicking already. Well, we got to get them out of here. We got to get them off the sideline. Well, hey, change of science. That's all, who's, okay? Who's
0: saying we? You're saying other coaches? That's
1: right, other coaches. Why would the Big Ten
0: listen to them if this actually, what they did was not an infraction? Why is the Big well, Ten and why is the NCAA investigating them if this is just a bunch of whiny coaches like you're saying that are complaining after they lose to Michigan?
1: Jim Harbaugh, you know Jim Harbaugh, Jack Harbaugh, and his brother John, they, they, they come from winning no, right, they come No, when but just answer my question. Family. What's your question? Because you don't like Jim Harbaugh. I'm asking you,
0: Jeff. I'm asking you think why. Oh, This is my question. Why is the Big Ten punishing Michigan? And why is the NCAA investigating Michigan if what all this is is just whiny coaches complaining after they lose to Michigan and trying to point the finger and take blame off of themselves and saying, oh, we didn't lose. They cheated. Why because is action being taken if, in your mind, this is just coaches complaining off of baseless accusations?
1: They know Michigan is going to be. They know the Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. They know he can come up with a scheme, a plan to beat Georgia. They know that he's going to win against Ohio State, and they're going to be the national championship uh, national champion this year. They don't want that. They want the team out the SEC. Why doesn't
0: the Big national Ten, Ten want that? The Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh. You know that, right? Not the NCA. Why would the Big Ten want to prevent their own team from winning a national title this year?
1: Well, the Big Ten had to suspend them to keep the money coming in. What is that? They would have stopped, keep... the stopped the flow of money. How? Or federal fundings or stuff like that if they, they didn't suspend them.
0: fundings? What are, we t- what are we talking about? What are you Why talking you about, Jeff? This them. makes no sense Ten whatsoever. The Big Ten suspended Jim Harbaugh to keep federal funding to their universities coming in? To
1: keep the kids you know the kids, the the kids is getting the, the raw end of the deal. Let's just put it. Let's just like this: the, the Jeff, kids are the ones that's losing. Those Michigan kids that can play football and they can win. Oh we know God. that they can win and they can play football. Okay, Jim can coach, and those those kids are the ones that's losing.
0: This Jeff, thank you for the call, Jeff. I mean, I got I don't even know why if I should be saying thank you. The explanations as to what is going on here, are are truly mind-numbing. Are truly, like, you talk about bending your brain in a way to have you believe that something is correct. I, look, I'm an optimist. I can convince myself to get my hopes up for, and not need a lot to get my hopes up. I don't need a, a lot of info or hope to get excited about something. I absolutely understand how delusional it can be to twist your mind into expecting a win or hoping for a win when it's not realistic. To think, I don't know how you get to this point if you're Jeff in Cleveland or anybody that agrees with Jeff in Cleveland's mindset that if what this is is just coaches complaining that they can't beat Michigan, so they got to just pick something random to blame. Well, let's just say they had our signals and that a bunch of coaches are whining without any facts, but just whining about science stealing and that the Big Ten is going to listen to these whiny coaches without proof of cheating, and then suspend Jim Harbaugh for two of the biggest games of the season, potentially hurting Michigan's chances of winning a national title, which means hurting the conference's chances of boasting of having a national champion in the conference. Why they would do that? off of baseless accusations makes zero sense. And how you even get to that conclusion is unbelievable. My, like, <laughs> what are we doing? This is what frustrates me. And this is why I get annoyed when people say, you're just a biased Penn State fan. The convoluted arguments I hear from Michigan fans as to why this was ridiculous is Honestly, you know what it is? It's more frustrating than the, than the actual accusations. The defense of Michigan, of why they did no wrongdoing, the explanation for Michigan fans as to why they are being victimized and why this is a witch hunt because all of a sudden now they're good and no one wants to see Michigan good. When Michigan and Jim Harbaugh being good is great for the sport of college football, why they think that this is everyone just picking on them because now they're good is mind-blowing. And it honestly makes me more angry because you think we're just stupid as the rest of the audience that we're gonna believe that. We are not stupid. You are insulting our intelligence by trying to sell your propaganda that right now you're being attacked because you're good or because federal funding is gonna be cut to universities in the Big Ten of Jim Harbaugh off of uh, and Jeff in Cleveland, baseless accusations if they are not punished for what are false rumors false accusations in Jeff and Cleveland's mind with no uh, evidence whatsoever, but the Big Ten just going to willy-nilly hand out a three-game suspension to the best team in the conference just because federal funding may be cut, because if not, oh, my God, we're going to get the Fed involved. Those defenses of Michigan honestly piss me off more than what they're accused of doing, which I think is a big deal. Cheating is a big deal. Knowing the signals gives you a big-time advantage. But hearing the defenses is unbelievable. Chris is calling from Maryland. Hello, Chris.
2: Hey, oh, man, that guy, that was so outrageous. It made me laugh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. First of all, I, that one guy got personal with you. Don't you take that, any other uh,
0: It's okay. No, but, but again, you know what this goes back to, Chris? I have what? no problem. You're on a name call, no problem. But what? going back to my frustration... Come with facts. Like, if you want to say that I am wrong in what I'm saying, no. explain to me. Don't just say names. If you just call names without well, any sort of facts, uh, that's what really honestly frustrates me.
2: Hey, can you hear me okay? This is the maiden voyage of my new phone. Can you hear me okay? Oh, wow. Congratulations, Chris upgrading, buddy. Hear
0: you loud and clear. I,
2: I don't know. It's not upgrading. It's just a sideways. The other one finally wore out. But anyway, um, are you are you pretty certain about Oregon now? Do you think? Um, cause, uh, well, here's one thing. Let me get this out. First of all, you called that Texas-Alabama game to the T, and, and 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 along that one guy, you admit when you're wrong. You're one of the best dudes on the radio, because you say you pick suck sometimes and all that. You put not it all out times. there. You not. You might get a little hyperbolic once in a while, but then no, <laughs> man. You, you bring things over a debate, you're good. You're good at what you do, and you're passionate about college football. And I really feel bad for you. I'm not a big college footballer. Well, not a fan necessarily, but you got me into it a little bit. And I la- Let's go. I like, it. I like it. And um, and don't worry, Maryland will beat them next week at Penn State, can and and Mars. So I'm rooting against Michigan. That's one. Um, well, uh, But Oregon, I'm thinking about, you know, I might – I don't bet a lot, but when if you get one of those like you did that Texas-Alabama game, I might have to put $10 on it right now in Oregon, even though they're not in the top four yet just because I'll bet the odds are great. I
0: think that's a why. I am high, Chris, and I'm not – yeah, I hope this one works out. Um, I
2: understand. It's okay. It's okay. I like the – I like, hey, you got to give her the, you know, plus money. Um, I I don't understand a lot. Oh, here's – I've been hearing, too, on this. Yeah, it'll take a while to kind of prove all the uh, cheating thing, and eventually uh, they may have to vacate any titles they win. They should punish the scholarship thing, I would think, but they can't do that yet. And then, um, as far well as the players, yeah, I, don't, I agree with that one last call or um, at one point. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, I hope the kids get to play the season out or whatever. But I, I kind of know where you're coming from. It's just awful, and that's the one thing. This is your career, like the one guy said. It's like a kick in the gut. I can't stand cheating. I have other sports where there was cheating. Two kids, two young kids. Their careers were never the same after our cheating team crushed them when they were participating, and they've never been the same. It's damage that's done. It's just awful for everything and everybody. And and well, I, I feel know, I feel scared,
0: for Right? Like this is like you don't want and appreciate the call, Chris. Hey, phone sounds great by the way. Whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Appreciate your uh, your listening here and enjoy. Hopefully, it sounds even better now on the brand new phone like, part of the frustration, too, just going back to your point about cheating, is just, like, I, like, look, this has been, we've kind of talked about this the last three weeks. Like, the, the Jim Harbaugh and Michigan cheating scandal has dominated this show the last three Saturdays I've been with you. And what's frustrating is I don't really like talking about, like, it's it's annoying because there's really no right answer. And it also takes away from right now on the field, where again, we have two top 10 matchups in college football. And outside of really like one segment, we've not really talked a lot about it. In part because this is a massive story right now in college football and just frustrating that a lot of attention is being brought off the field instead of keeping it on the field with some big time matchups in November in what has been a tremendous college football season. I'm sick of talking about Jim Harbaugh. But it is part of my job to talk about it because that's what you guys care about. And it's a big story, and it keep, we keep on learning more layers and more details and more information. Now, obviously, we get the suspension, which is big on this season going forward as well. But my goodness, I am ready to talk some ball, man. I am ready. Quick, let's go to Eric in Green Bay. What's up, E?
3: How's it going, buddy?
0: We're chilling, man. How you hanging?
3: Man, I'm very entertained by these calls. Uh <laughs> I don't know what's in the water. I think you had a direct line to the Jim Harbaugh Michigan fan club. Sorry you're having to deal with that stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm a badger fan. I'm, I know you're your Penn state, you know, we both were rocking with the big 10. Um, I, I don't have a problem admitting, you know, when we have a down year stuff like that. I don't think you've ever been, you know, one to just gloat your boys when, when they're not, you know, doing their thing. But these guys, you're saying, you know, their defense, zero defense, just name-calling like children. And then Jim Harbaugh apparently is unbeatable. I, that's news to yep. me. Uh, but I I just thought it was funny. I just wanted to – the last couple callers had a lot more common sense. But I just wanted to make sure somebody called in <laughs> that wasn't just calling you names or glorifying Harbaugh. Saying how amazing he is, I suppose he was a Super Bowl winning MVP quarterback back in his day too. But uh, keep doing your thing, man. That is uh, not the not the mass. That's the minorities being that way. So keep it up, bro. Appreciate
0: you. Eric. Appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you for bringing some common sense here to uh, to the show. It was just like that's like that's honestly again what is it? it's turning honestly to anger at this point just because whether it's Michigan themselves and defending themselves to the Big Ten and the NCAA, whether it's their fans on social media or this show, the defense has never been faced upon or, or based, I should say, I said faced, idiot, based upon facts. Michigan has never on the record denied what they're being accused of doing. They have never denied the cheating. Their biggest defense, they have hired numerous lawyers to come up with the grand defense of, well, right now, the present evidence doesn't suggest that the coaching staff knew how Connor Stallions got his information illegally. They have never denied the cheating. They've never denied the advantage they got. They've never denied what coaches and the Big Ten's investigating. All they're denying is well, at least right now, the present evidence doesn't show that we cheated or that the coaches knew we were cheating. Nothing from Michigan has said, hey, what you're accusing of, of doing never happened. We never broke the rules. They're just talking about, at this point, technicalities. Their fans are doing the same thing. Trying to play the victim card for what was... Right, the, these are the facts. They cheated. They got caught. They got punished. Forget about the level of the punishment. That is what happened. Cheated... Caught, punished, and now all of a sudden they're the victims. They're un—you know—unfairly judged and criticized, and they're now the ones that again are being hurt, not the teams that they beat with the help of cheating. It's unbelievable. It is truly like how they have flipped that narrative in their mind to think that they are the ones now being attacked and the victims, and how this is Michigan against the world is. Laughable, it is honestly laughable, and that's like, it's like, am I living in a bizarre world here where Michigan is the victim? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? All right, I saw a story that my oh my made me shrivel as a man. So, there was an OnlyFans in Australia account, a woman has an account, and she brought a male companion, let's say, over in Australia. The rules are a little different than here. Let's just say they were, you know, doing a two-person scene for OnlyFans. You can use your imagination as what was going on. And this is where it gets very interesting. After the romantic scene had concluded, cameras were off. They're going about, you know, getting ready to kind of get ready to leave here. The woman was the one that was hosting. She has a pet python. An eight-foot pet python named Betty. And the man that was over, I guess, I don't know, was intrigued by the snake, like snakes whatever. Said, "Hey, let me, let me let me look at Betty." So, the man, still naked, takes the 8-foot python, puts it around his neck like you know the normal python stance, you put it around the neck, you kind of hold in the head with one hand, you're holding the rest of the body with the other, but primarily it's around your neck. Well, one thing leads to another. Betty the python bites the guy right in the area, if you're a guy, you don't want to be bitten. Mouth right on the penis. And according to the article, the snake held on for a few minutes. Alex, could you imagine that? A python biting you for a
4: few minutes? No, as soon as you said snake, I knew I knew where it was going. <laughs> so and I, I started to cringe. I could I d I don't wanna. I don't want to feel that. The woman whose snake
0: it is claims her pet python betty has never bit anyone before. This is the first time this ever happened. This is on the guy, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. You cannot put yourself in that position to where even the thought of the snake trying to explore whatever else is
4: going on, could you imagine? He, I, think, I feel like he thought he was Steve Irwin for a second. Well, spoiler. Oh, well. I mean, what are you thinking? That
0: that is just oh, that's a bad way. Now apparently he's all healed up, he's all ready to go, and there's no ramifications in terms of long-term pain. Just more of a short-term. Wow, that was incredibly painful on him, fellas. There's your. If you ever thought, oh let me, while well, naked, let me just put a a python on my neck. There's your. Warning, never, never do that. We have one more penis story. I'll say that for last. We'll break out the penises here. Story number two here that is very concerning, and that's been going through my mind lately here. Have you seen what the company Dictator, a foreign company, what they are doing, Alex? I had never even heard of it. Well, I have some bad news. The end of human civilization has begun. Oh, no. They have announced they are hiring a robot to be their CEO. Oh. What do you mean, oh? Uh, and I thought, I thought, I thought. What did really... you think was, what
4: do you think I was talking about? Oh, when you were saying like end of human civilization, I thought it was like one of those like people that like, oh, the end of the world is.
0: Oh, like those doomsday folks. Yeah, yeah. That are that's... like, you know, 12, 12, 12, this is when the world explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But we're nearing there though. The date that the clock is on our life. And humans on this planet, the clock is every ticking down. The countdown has begun. AI robot CEO, her name is Mika, is now running this company. is built to make data driven decisions, and even worse, they are trying to humanize the robot to have them make you know feel emotions and stuff. They are trying to make robots basically be as people and integrate the robots. In this case, make them a CEO of the company, make robots more normalized. This is not
4: ending well. You see the movies. They, the robots taking over yeah. never goes well. How, what, what, uh, what's the company? like? What, what is it? I
0: do not know what they do. Dictator. Okay. I never heard of them. International. They didn't really give details on the exact company, but they're overlooking humans. Like They're in charge of actual people and decisions being made.
4: Kind of like how the name of the company is named dictator. And I don't like that either. Yeah. We are screwed.
0: Like why? What I don't understand is this, this fascination with robots. What? They are going to kill us. We can't beat them. We can't kill them. What are like, why are we going down this road that feels like sooner or than later, it's going to be like, we can't undo like what we're doing. The robots aren't stupid. If they, like They're programmed right on efficiency. They don't know what it's like to be hungry. They don't know what it's like to be tired. So if they're running the company, how do they know, oh, well, a lunch break, so everyone stops working and eats. Well, Why would they think that that's normal? Why would they think that at 5 o'clock, everyone goes home? Oh, you only work eight hours a day. Well, I'm a robot. I don't, again, get tired or get hungry or have feelings or emotions or have a social life. I'm going to work 24-7, 365. And if you're not working 24-7, 365, you're out of here. This feels like where we're going. Yeah. And soon the robots are going to say, this earth is better without humans. They keep screwing it up.
4: Well, hopefully we won't see it in our lifetime, I guess. So you've already waved the white flag that civilization's done just now. At this point, oh, it's well, past
0: and, our life.
4: Oh, and no, 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 no. I think we're fine. I think it will still take decades, maybe even centuries, but... I mean, I guess this is the first step. I don't know. Um, probably probably how you see it, yeah? I hope it's long ways away. but I, I think I, I think it is. I don't think we'll see it, but it will it'll happen. This is a dangerous game we're playing. This is a dangerous game.
0: Why can't just people make friends like normal? Like, why do we have to build robots to have human emotions and feelings, like, be our companions? <laughs> make friends. I have friends. I'm not saying you, sorry. Oh. I'm saying the people who are like spearheading these like, oh, let's get more AI involved. Let's get more robots now to like be part of society. Mm -hmm. I feel like personally, the people that are pushing that agenda are people with no friends. Otherwise, why would you want robots when you can have human people? Right. Not good. Not good. All right. We did promise the penis last. We are delivering on the last penis. Have you ever heard of Brian Johnson, Alex?
4: Brian Johnson, Brian Johnson, Sounds, Very generic name. Yeah, it, I I don't know. Isn't it, it's not athletic, it's not an athlete. He's not an athlete. Okay, no, then no, then no I do not he's know. like a. I never really heard of him either, but he's like this anti aging like psychopath
0: who spends two million dollars on his body a year to like basically take all these supplements to where he, even though he is forty six, he um has like the body of like a teenager. He's doing all these things to like basically try to be as young as possible all the time. He is taking it to the extreme. He is allegedly doing shock therapy on his penis to have his penis act like it's 18 years old again, basically be in his sexual prime. He describes the pain in doing this shock therapy as seven out of 10, but when they hit the tip of his penis, nine out of 10. That to me is not worth it. Now, I don't care if you're in your sexual prime at 46 and now you get the shock therapy and all of a sudden now you're back like you are in your teenage prime years. Shock, consistent shock therapy to get there, that is not worth it. No way. I'll live with ED if I have it eventually. I'd rather have that than go through this. Like, have to go through this pain in order to just be, like, back back in my peak. Are you doing shock therapy? Uh, if you're like 50 years old, Alex, I want to get back to where you are right now. Uh, no, I'm I'm okay. No, yeah, you're not? Yeah, no, I'm with shocking you. Shocking your penis? No, no, no. I mean, a 9 out of 10 in terms of the pain threshold, I don't think he's being dramatic. That's that that's not seem worth it. It's not just one, you know, like you go there one time and it's shocks it, boom. I don't, let me see if I can find, I've not seen like how often he does it, but he describes it as painful. And he's only two months in. That is, I mean, so how he measured this, by the way, because I know it's like, well, what do you mean you have an 18-year-old penis? How he measured this is he keeps track of his nighttime erections. And I guess when you're in your sexual prime, it's like you get like three and a half hours of like
4: erections at night. That, that, that's just, uh, that, that's too much work. Like that alone, like sh- should just like, it puts me off. So he's been doing this for two
0: months. Um, And he right now, according to his measurements, his like erection, I guess, time is two and a half hours, which is like right on par with his age. So he's doing this shock therapy to shock it down to get back into his sexual prime. It's not working. According to the measurements he's doing, his penis is
4: acting his age. You're not—you're tr- trying to have your penis act like you're 18, not like you're 46. I also just saw a picture of him. I mean, like his body is probably in his prime, but he's he ripped. Lo- he, yeah, yeah, good for him. But he, he looks 40. He looks his age. I don't know if it changes it like or like if he ages differently what his whatever his treatment is but that that that's not working. He looks like he has plastic surgery. He oh, yeah. clearly dyes his hair.
0: Like he looks at least fake. I'm sure there's probably some work done. If you're this you know controlling of your body where he takes 111 supplements a day. Are you taking a Forget about the shock therapy. Are you taking 111 supplements a day, Alex. I don't think I've ever done, done that in my life. Like, I take two vitamins a day. Like, they're two gummy vitamins. I take the same oh, time. Oh, yeah,
4: sure, yeah. Yeah. I not could mean-
0: not. But, like, that's even just, like, I sometimes forget. To take 111 a day, that can't be good for you. Let alone shock therapy on your penis. So, if you're ever thinking about how to get back to your sexual prime, I don't think the, the Brian Johnson way is the way to go. He's He claims to be doing it for two months. He claims that he's on the, on track to getting where he wants to go of having the penis of an 18-year-old. But doesn't seem like that's uh, working too well and dealing with a 9 out of 10 on the pain threshold level in order to get there. Also, let me tell you, that is not worth it. Sorry, that's not me gagging. That's me coughing. A stupid cough I had for literally a month now. I can't shake it. I'm on meds. Still not working. It comes out of nowhere. So I try to turn my mic off whenever it does pop up. Uh, did not have enough time there, so my apologies. We're working through it here, so please bear with me. Appreciate you. Oh, boy. All right. Um, all right, 855-212-427. That's enough on the penis talk. Here's what we'll do. We're going to talk more Jim Harbaugh Michigan, top of the hour. 20 minutes from now, is Jim Harbaugh's three-game suspension enough of a punishment for Michigan cheating? All right, 15 minutes. We are back. On Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, his suspension. Is it enough three games that a fair punishment, unfair punishment? Obviously, a lot this week on social media has been about Michigan cheating. Did they do it? Did they not do it? Should they get punished? Should they not get punished? But I also saw a lot on social media this week of different fan bases around the NFL throwing the T-word around. Tanking. Guys, time to tank. This season's over. So I want to kind of dive into that really fast here. So a bunch of fan bases saying tank, tank, tank. I think there's way less teams that should tank than you actually think. So Alex has compiled a list of a lot of teams out there in the NFL, a lot of fan bases, I should say, not teams, but fan bases, clamoring for their team to tank. And I want to discuss should they or shouldn't they? To tank or not to tank? That is the question. Alex, what team we got first?
4: We got the 2-7 and New England Patriots. Tank or not tank?
0: They should tank. Frank, the tank. Embrace the tank. Talent is the biggest issue in New England. Coaching is a problem. Bill Belichick has not been very good this year, but talent is the number one problem right now in New England. And how you get better players is by having a high draft pick. Not only in the first round, but in the second, third, fourth, fifth, etc. So, right now, I think the biggest thing New England needs is an infusion of talent. The best way to get it is by getting a high pick in the draft. At 2-7, and seven, like you mentioned, I don't think it behooves the Patriots to win another game this season. If they lose every game the rest of the year, and they are 2-15, and 15, that is a win. That is a win for the Patriots. They got a tank. Winning another game does them no good. What do we got next?
4: So we got the three and five Tennessee Titans tank or no tank.
0: I will say for the Titans, no tank. The division is over. They're not winning it. And at three and five, they're not making the playoffs. But the rest of the season is about figuring out if Will Levis is the guy for 2024 and beyond. And the only way you figure that out is by giving him a chance to succeed putting him on the field with Derrick Henry, with DeAndre Hopkins, and as you just uh, just heard from Herm Edwards, playing to win the game, coaching to win the game, trying to win the game. Like if I'm the Titans, I'd rather go seven and 10 and feel good about Will Levis going into next year versus ripping it down, not winning another game, and being three and 14 and having no idea about the future of your quarterback and having the future of your organization. I'd rather have an answer on Will Levis, which is why the Titans, no tank, not in the cards for
4: them. So next we got the Raiders, which is they're four and five, and they just got now Antonio Pierce after his first win. So what do you think? That's right. And new head coach in Antonio
0: Pierce, Jimmy G's banged up. So new right now quarterback in in Aiden O'Connell. For the Raiders, the answer is no tank. Tank ain't coming back anytime soon. Mark Davis has to figure out if Antonio Pierce is the head coach of the future or not. He already screwed it up one time. Right? You already did Rich Pasaccia rally this group as an interim head coach, and you didn't bring him back. He led you to the playoffs, and you let him walk right out the door. This season, even if you don't make the playoffs, which I don't think they will at 4-5, and five, and again, you're playing Aiden O'Connell, which I don't have very high hopes for the rest of the year, you got to figure out if you're Mark Davis is Antonio Pierce, the guy for head coach. I think at the end of the offseason, end of the season, I should say with where right now they are salary cap wise. I think it makes the most sense for the Raiders to trade Devonte Adams, trade Max Crosby and really strip it down. But if you at least feel good about Antonio Pierce as your head coach, that is a win. Mark Davis has to figure it out, which is why you cannot tank and you cannot lose games here on purpose. You need to figure out if Antonio Pierce truly is the guy to lead your team for the future.
4: Next, we got my uh, New York Giants, 2-7. and I I hope we tank, but what do you think? You want the tank. Yes, I do. You're calling for the tank. I've been calling for a tank almost every year except for last season. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what,
0: Alex? I'm with you, buddy. Tank it up. Oh, the Giants are joining the tank. I mean... You know it as a Giants fan. They have nothing to play for. Daniel Jones is out. Terod Taylor is out. You're with your third-string quarterback, just like the Patriots. Them not winning another game this season is a big benefit. They need offensive talent. They got to really honestly get in the Marvin Harrison Jr. sweepstakes. Forget about Caleb Williams or Drake May. The Giants need offensive weapons. Get the best receiver in the draft, arguably maybe the best overall player in the draft in Marvin Harrison Jr., how you do that? Tanking it up, sucking it up, and getting a top two pick, winning no, uh, winning zero games the rest of the year. Alex, in your best interest.
4: I was a, I was called a madman for saying we should have extended Saquon and given uh, Daniel Jones the franchise tag, but uh, no one listened to me. Uh, next up, uh, the Green Bay Packers, three and five. Tank or no tank? No tank.
0: You got to find out if Jordan Love's a guy. And you only do that, just like Will Levis, by giving him a chance to win here. These last nine games for the Packers this season are strictly about Jordan Love's ability to play. Can he be your guy for the future or not? I don't see kind of blowing it up and after eight games making a judgment of he sucks, let's just suck and draft a quarterback. I don't really think that right now behooves the Packers. Figure out if he can play. That should be the rest of the season. That means no tank.
4: Next penultimate team. I think you were pretty high on this team early in the season. So I may,
0: th- may have picked them to make the playoffs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so what do you think about the Los Angeles Rams now? They're three and six. What do you think?
0: So we went from the preseason, I picked them to make the playoffs, to now nine games in, hit the button, Alex. They got a tank. Um. <laughs> uh, you gotta lose boy oh boy the turntables hopefully you get that it's an office reference how the tables have turned the rams got a tank i think this i think their era is over matthew stafford i think will be gone after this season cooper cup see again banged up aaron donald's future every year feels like is he gonna stay is he gonna go is he gonna retire or not this feels like right now the end of that rams super bowl era that was kind of hanging on for dear life going into this year that i thought would be top heavy enough At least make a playoff spot. It's over. It's over. Embrace the suck. Three and six. Lose as many games as you can. Guess what? For the first time in a long time, you have your own first-round pick. Use it and draft a quarterback here. And I think also, by the way, drafting a quarterback, I think keeps him gay around. Right? He's another guy that floated the retirement. Is he going to stay coaching? Is he not? I think getting a young guy in the draft is going to keep him around and keep him uh, keep him invested in coaching longer. Tank, it's in your best interest. I know we ran out of time here. Cardinals won an eight, Tank. That's obvious. I know fans want it. Even though Kyler Murray is back, losing every game is still in the uh, Arizona Cardinals' best interest.